Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll help you rethink what success means to you. I'll also be interviewing speaker, teacher, and now best-selling author, Sherry Sterling Fernandez. She and I talk about her USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestseller, Life Mastery, Personal Progression Towards an Infinite Potential, that tells her rags to riches story and explains the principles and tools she used for success. Her book is a blueprint for you to find your own levels of success and master your life. For more information about Sherry, please visit lifemasteryinfo.com. You may also purchase her book on Amazon. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Rethinking your levels of success. When we were children, Our ideas of what success meant were different. We didn't understand the world, and so we would often name things we wanted to become or things we wanted to do without any life experience. And then unfortunately, as life unfolded, a lot of our hopes and dreams changed as well. Historically, most people went through the formula of you go to school, and then you get a job, or you go to school, and then you go to university, and then you get a job, and then you work, work, work until you retire, and then you spend all your money. However, How would things be if we thought of that a little bit differently? Regardless of where you are in life or how old you are in life or even what you've experienced, when we rethink success, it's important to think of all areas of your life. The way I define success is quality of life. I always tell people just because you can work those extra hours to make extra money doesn't mean you always should work those extra hours to make extra money. The reason why is sometimes we have more than enough, but we often think we need more or want more. And then in doing that, that creates this frenetic energy. In other words, this exhausting energy of I have to do this, I have to do that. And that trickles over to other areas of our life. When was the last time you engaged in one of your hobbies? (laughs) I've had people say, James, I don't even know what my hobbies are. Usually, if we think about what we did when we were kids or teenagers, those interests were really our hobbies. So sometimes it's important to rethink what they were and revisit them. When's the last time you went on a date with your spouse? Or when's the last time you went on a date with your child? Those types of things are so important. So yes, you may be incredibly successful in your career or perhaps successful in your family, but are you successful in other areas of your life? The way to measure that is to create what I call the graph of fulfillment. What that basically means is you break your life down into as many components as possible. In other words, as many categories, your health, your finances, your relationships, your marriage, your work, your spirituality, your nutrition, etc. The more categories you have, the more you'll be able to really identify where your levels of success are. So you write all those down on the horizontal line. And on the vertical line, you create tick marks between 1 and 10. 10 is the most fulfilled or most successful you feel, and 1 is the least amount of success or fulfillment you feel. Create a snapshot of your life for, let's say, the last six months. When you create that snapshot, you could then say, for my relationships, I'm at this level. For my finances, I'm at this level. 
for my spirituality, I'm at this level. And when you can take some time to be really mindful about that, then it allows you to see where your success or where your fulfillment really is in your life at that moment. And then that allows you to create steps to determine which one you want to increase or which one you want to do more of. And it allows you to become more balanced in life. Because yes, we can be successful in so many ways, but when we really understand the quality of life, that allows us to live in the moment. And living in the moment allows us to experience life in a whole new way. So my challenge for you today is to really rethink what success means to you. The more often you can do this, you'll realize that over time, your idea of success continues to develop. Have you ever thought, gosh, I'd love to start my own radio or podcast, but I have no idea how to do it? Or are you a seasoned veteran who wants to level up and improve all aspects of your show? Well, I will be working with a select few to help you either start or polish your show. These are a few topics I will teach you. How to create your brand and how to be specific with your niche and your audience. The types of equipment you should use to help you improve the quality of your audio and your video. I'll teach you how to get your show aired on most podcasting platforms, as well as give you an option to create a video podcast. I'll teach you which recording platforms are best for your needs, as well as teach you the importance of having a show clock. The do's and don'ts of writing your own show notes that will help increase the reach of your audience and generate traffic to your website. I'll also introduce you to some of my contacts and previous guests. I'll also be offering a select few the opportunity to broadcast your show on my platform and have access to my three and a half million listeners. So if you're ready to start or level up your show, then visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James and sign up today. It's time, my friend, for you to stand out and share your message with the world. Once again, visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James to get started today. For two decades, Sherry Schilling Fernandez has been a speaker, a teacher, a mentor, and is now a best-selling author. Sherry's new USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestseller, Life Mastery, Personal Progression Towards an Infinite Potential, tells her rags to riches story and explains the principles and tools she used for success. Sherry has taught these principles to hundreds of people who have also found success and the happiness that follows using the Life Mastery program. In today's episode, she teaches you how you too can do the same. Welcome to Lifeology. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. You are you honored me with coming back on my show. We had some technical difficulties, so thank you for your time and energy and what you're going to teach us today. I know you have so much to offer. I love uh, backstories for people, and the information you sent me is literally a true rags to riches story. Can you tell me how you grew up as a little girl, and then we'll jump into the successful person you are today, but I'd love to, to see the juxtaposition or the then versus now comparison because we all have something like that, and to me, it's very inspiring. Yeah, that uh, kind of rags to riches is a two-part thing. First, a very volatile childhood. And I was seven, mm-hmm. my parents got divorced. That's 1962. So put that in context in a small town. It was a, my mother yeah. wasn't very well equipped to take us, um, take care of four little girls. And I found what was important about that, I think, to my future wasn't so much that it was really volatile and there was a lot of, there was an abusive stepfather and Parents mm-hmm. got back together. They were married a few more times, married to each other. I did have a few years of stability mm-hmm. in my teenage years. But what um, what really had the profound effect on me was I spent a lot of time alone. I wandered a lot. And I thought a lot. Mm-hmm. And in that time, yeah. we were really, I mean, we had nothing. And I remember there was a lady who didn't like us very much, but sewed clothes for us, I guess, out of Christian charity. And we really were pretty poor. But I, that kind of went over my head. What was, in a way, it kind of helped for me because I had this time alone to just think and I thought a lot and I thought somehow in this thinking and wandering wandering around this little town 
and going to just being by myself a lot, I came up with the notion that I was special. There was something about me that was special. Mm. And I had some really great things in life. I had no idea what even great things would be. I had not a clue what, what that would mean at all. I just knew there was something really special. I was special and I was going to find those things. Yes. But with that kind of uh, upbringing, you know, I'm not going to blame it on that. But I, I spent my later teenage years and my young adult years pretty wild. And um, mm-hmm. sex, drugs, and rock and roll, that was the era. Now we're early mm-hmm. 70s, right? Mm-hmm. And I kind of wasted those years and, and was on the verge of an alcohol problem. When I mm-hmm. met my husband, we got married. I'd had a child previous. Now we had these two little kids. And we are just, he was in the same lifestyle. So we haven't done anything. We haven't got any education. Oh, sure. We have no skills. Yeah. And now we have these two people dependent upon us. Um, we eventually had four more kids. We had six, but we were family people. We loved each other. We loved these little girls, but we were just like how to put food on the table. There's but no stability. Had, yeah, there was, we're living in this little dumpy house. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we had a couple of little <laughs> miracles that came our way that, that really helped us survive that. But I, uh, I keep that feeling of I was somebody special and that there were great things for me came back. And I wanted everything, James. I just thought it was possible. I could have children and still have a great body. I could have, I didn't, yes. did not plan to ever really marry, but I was married. I was going to be married by darn and one of the best marriage possible. And the idea of having a ceiling on my finances, I didn't want a ton of stuff necessarily, but I didn't want to ever be hemmed in by not having enough money, which at that sure. point yeah. I was really hemmed in by not having sure, enough money. Yeah. Um, but I really thought it was possible. I thought if anybody could do it, I could do it. And I started to figure out, I just have to figure out how it's done. And I started yeah. reading books and we, and my husband had similar feelings. Uh, we thought we could do it. We just had to figure out. And so we, we did. And so we we're in our mid twenties about then. And we'd had a goal to have a mil- our for, be worth a million dollars at 40. And we did. Love that. And we did that. And then from there, of course, you know, and we had a great family. Our family life was awesome. Our marriage was awesome. I don't have a ceiling on my, my finances. And by that, I mean, I don't have unlimited money, but I'm never, I can do anything that I want to do to have anything I yeah. really want. There's a way to mm-hmm. get it because I've got enough resources yes. and money to do that and a beautiful lifestyle. And what I think I love about this, I think this is a good principle. I think it's universal is I had these big dreams and big ideas and I thought I could accomplish all these things. And all those things, I ended up having bigger and better than I even thought was yes, possible. Yes, And I think that's yes. a, a, that happens to most people when they get mm. on the course, right? The, the universe can provide um, bigger, grander dreams than we can think of ourselves. Yes. If we just get yes. ourselves in the right, go in the right direction. I, I, I'm really inspired by this. You know, I just even thinking of you as a child, as a little girl, I'm sure you're very precocious, <laughs> but the whole thing when it comes to the word special, you knew we were special. What did that, what did that mean for you? Because many people have different ideas of what special means, but what did you have an idea? What is special or, or important? What, what, what did that specifically mean for you? I think as a child, I thought I meant, I think uh, I really thought that somehow I was, I'm a superior or something as an adult. Mm-hmm. It just meant that it kind of changed. I thought, well, everybody's special. Like you can't be too sure. special. I think that just meant that the, my potential, I think it meant that I had the potential mm-hmm. to be whatever that I wanted. And that's really boiled down to it. Yes. I use that terminology, but it wasn't in a superior way as an adult. I think as a child, I really mm-hmm. did. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> as an adult, you, you, know, know, you, can't, <laughs> you yeah. can't think that way. 
<laughs> right? But I think that's good. So I think you can say more. You you felt you were unique and you had a unique purpose and a plan for your life. And you yeah, got to figure, you were able to figure out what that was. Yeah, I, I'm also thinking the the fact that you had these ideas, you wanted this, you wanted that, and but you didn't have a model to teach you what that looks like. No. I'm sure, I mean, we all have TV, but you said, I want this. And so you then defined what your quote limit was instead of, well, I've seen these successful people before, so therefore I want what they have. And so you were then said, well, I want a healthy this, I want a healthy that, I want this, I want that. But you were able to create your own version of what that success looks like. And I think that's so important because we all have that ability to do that. But if we don't allow ourselves to dream, we don't allow ourselves to, to wonder, to be creative, to have thoughts and goals, and, and just to say, I wonder what would life would be like if this happened. And when we do that, that starts to create the plant those seeds and create the opportunity that yes, I can now become what I want to be as opposed to my environment. And you, you know, obviously your, your mother and father gave you everything they could and which is nice, wonderful, but you wanted something different. And so you yeah. defined what that was. And I think that's something, a lesson for all of us that we define what our future looks like based on our thoughts today and our thoughts today build on the thoughts for tomorrow and those thoughts build on those thoughts. And so we have to be so mindful of what we think about what we focus on because that becomes who you are. I once heard it said that in five years without a plan, all you've done is you meet new people and you have read new things, but that's it. And so that's like, well, that's kind of discouraging. <laughs> I met new people and I read new things, but yeah. without a plan, I want something, you know, I want my life to grow and develop. So that's why it's so important, you know, with your book here, in fact, I have it here, uh, Life Mastery. Um, that's why it's so important to read something like, like what you have or to follow your principles, because if not, you're simply going to be the same person just with a different friend group and different knowledge from what you've read. And five years older. <laughs> yeah, he's five years older. <laughs> and hopefully looking, looking better. <laughs> yeah, you know, when I'm um, coaching uh, uh, somebody or mentoring with one of my clients, one of the first early exercises I do is I have them uh, close their eyes and think in detail about what they want their life to look like in 10 years. Mm -hmm. What kind of, depending yeah. on their age, sometimes that might be a little lesser time or more time, depending on where they're at in life. But um, then we have the conversation about if you keep going and doing the things you're doing now, Will you get there? And of course, the answer is no. That's right. why they're that's why they're doing mentoring with me, right? Exactly. But it's a real it's a real wake up call for them. They're like, well, I, I, all of a sudden, I I got I got things to do. I've got to get busy and do these things, or I'm not. They'll be like you're talking about the five year thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just mm -hmm. I'm killing time here. I'm not really moving towards that. And once they get yeah. excited, if they, especially if they've really got been able to get in touch with that, what they really want in ten years, and then mm -hmm. then they then it's worth the effort to go to work. That having that dream yes. out there and knowing what you're aiming for, I think one of the blessings of my life, and a lot of people who know me well and know more of the details of my childhood think it was a tragedy. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like that because I, it helped me find my own way. I didn't have a role model. I certainly didn't want my parents' life. So I had to figure it out myself. And in a way, that was good because mm -hmm. it left the whole, all opportunities wide open. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a, I didn't have any, didn't have restricted feelings about what my potential might be. So I, and that dreaming time when I was young, uh, got me in that habit of thinking big. Yes. I recently have, was going through something. I have to make this move, um, a, a physical move. And I was looking at places and I was like, okay, this or that. And I was like, well, you know, thinking, and then I remembered when I moved down here to Florida and I, I li I've been blessed. I live here because I want to live here, not because I quote work here. I, and so I was when I moved though, I had looked at all these beautiful, beautiful homes. And regardless of what the price point is on, on the homes, it doesn't matter. It's the dreaming part. And so I would dream, I would love this, or I would love that, or I would love this, I would love that. And I would get so excited about that, 
and saying, one day I will have that. And once again, it's not about the price point of something. It's about the quality of life I want to create for myself. And so when I was just, in fact, it was this past week, actually, I was looking at some things and, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll get this or that. And then I was thinking, well, wait a minute, James, what, what happened to that person six years ago when you moved here that was dreaming? And so I started to look for these other things and to dream again. And, and I get so excited because some of the things I've looked at, whether I get these things or not, it's not the point. But the point is, is I'm still, I'm moving my mind's eye forward to where I will be in the future. And so sometimes we don't realize that we can quote settle in the moment and not realize it. So when you can always push your mind out and your heart out and your spirit out and your thoughts out to something beyond greater than what you can ever imagine or maybe do right now, it creates that excitement. It creates that forward movement. And that dreaming is that energy and that faith that we need to push us through, regardless of what my circumstances look like today, regardless of what yours, regardless of what the listeners of yours today, what that says, there's something beyond that. So just like you were able to think further beyond and accomplish further beyond what you originally had, it's the same concept. So from the smallest things to the biggest things, that lesson that you were talking about can be used. And the more excitement we have about our future, that creates that faith, that creates that hope. And with that, we can accomplish our dreams. Yeah, truly. It's the, and it's the thing that gets you through the day. The day-to-day work can be mundane. I kind of like the day-to-day rhythms of working out and doing those things, but not every mm-hmm. day. But it's the, mm-hmm. that I've got a vision of where I'm going that makes the work yes. worth it. So once I have my clients are thinking of these big, their, their big dreams, I have to make a big dreams list, their, their big mm-hmm. vision of their 10 years. Now when we go to work, they can see, even though it doesn't look like there's an exactly a direct line from working out every day, to these big dreams, they can start to see that, yeah, it does. It's going to matter to who I'm trying to yes, become. Oh, yeah, I do need to read the books. I need to read every day. I do need to spend time in uh, nourishing my spirit every day. I mm-hmm. need to do these things so that I can move towards it. So that it's worth it. Because if it's not, you yeah. know, after a while, uh, I would have people when I had my fit, uh, fitness business, they wanted to come in and get fit so they could look nice at the beach or fit into a wedding dress. They, they rarely could. Yeah barely made a month, but if they had a big vision, a long range vision of who they want to be, mm-hmm. I want to be this, a certain kind of person. What I look like doesn't fit how, who I feel like I am. I want to look like the person I feel like I am. They have a bigger vision that'll carry them through. Otherwise the, the day-to-day work will sink you. It yeah, certainly will. I think, why not? I'll just turn on, I'll just turn on Netflix and, and eat a quart of ice cream. Fine. <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly. And the thing is, we don't gain, we don't wake up, you know, we don't wake up one day and have gained 50 pounds or 60 pounds. It's, it's a progression. It's one spoonful at a time. And there's absolutely no judgment for people who have gained weight because we've all gained weight. But the point is, if it's something you don't want, there's ways around that. And so remember, our day is full of habits, but are the habits that are mindful habits that we choose to make that are healthy for us? Are they habits that we've allowed to fill an empty space of loneliness or sadness or, or whatever it might be? Because we all have some a form of self-soothing behaviors. And so if we're not aware of how we deal with our emotions or our thoughts, because as we know in psychology, your thoughts determine your emotions, emotions determine what you do. So if I'm not aware of my thoughts, going back to what we were talking earlier, as far as having your gaze forward, as far as where I want to go in life, if we get caught up in the the day-to-day stuff of, I don't like how I feel, so let me eat something that tastes really good so I don't feel sad, which is totally normal. Many people do that. So once again, there's no judgment there. But if you find that that's not netting you what you want, then there's a different way to do that. I wanted to jump into, uh, you originally had seven principles and then you chose eight principles. So walk us through the seven principles uh, of what they are. And I really want to focus on the eighth one as well, because I, you and I had a great conversation in the pre-call about that. And I think it's so important because to me, the eighth eighth principle is really the foundation of who a person is. Uh, yeah. You know, you work in a, uh, you start working on something typically, and most of the things that I read 
we're by business people. So usually it's going to be in the mm-hmm. realm of business or finances. We start pushing and pushing towards our dream. But if you're not careful, it costs you too much, right? That's why when I mm-hmm. coach somebody, I want I want to do all seven areas. But I, I also felt for years, I've been doing this for a really long time, and I, I thought there's something, I just felt there's a, a, something missing. Like, where do I put the thing that keeps me from, keeps me honest in my business dealings when I've got this dream I want so bad, the temptation to maybe be less honest? Or where do I put the thing about, uh, I need to work on my speech. I, my, my language is what bothers me. Or uh, I'd like to be better at being kind to people. Or what, what you know, mm-hmm. these other kinds of sure. things. And it occurred to me that without character, we, it could, our success can cost us too much, right? And so I added character to that, which ended up being one of my favorite sections in the book. Mm-hmm. But someplace where we remember who we are, who we are as a person, while we're busy designing the life and making the money and and working on the relationships, make sure that we're in integrity. It's you know, so tempting. It can be so tempting when you want the dream so bad to compromise. So what's going to keep us from compromising is that we're also working on who we are becoming. First of all, who we're becoming, but specifically now working on. So I felt, I thought that was really, I felt really inspired to add that. Yeah. You know, and and I agree with that because, you know, you think about the character as you build that, the more, the more we're given in life, more responsibility doesn't mean, I don't mean material things, but just more responsibility, the more opportunities. If our character is not strong and if our character is not growing, well, it's going to be essentially like, like we've heard the parable about a house on sand that's built on sand. It's going to fall. So if my character isn't getting stronger and healthier and more resilient and being aware of temptations, then yeah, when I'm all of a sudden in this, and for me, if I'm in the spotlight or if I'm, you know, doing whatever, I can't sustain that because I haven't really thought about the foundation of who James is. Turn the camera off, turn the mic off. Who is James? And so without that awareness, without that time of introspection, without that time of spirituality, without that time of physical, um, physical change, you know, as I was, I work on my body, work on my spirit, my mind without that, you know, that's, it's not going to really go anywhere. And my goal, just like your goal, and I'm sure many of the listeners and viewers right now is, is to make an impact, impact in your surroundings, impact in your house, impact wherever. And so I can impact people, but, and then what, like I said, when everything shuts off, <laughs> then what's there, you know? And so it yeah. is, it's so important because I think the, the higher you go, you know, think of a building, the, the higher a building goes, the, the deeper or the wider, the base of the foundation has to be in order to keep it up, keep it up in the air. So you see the skyscrapers and there's more density of the foundation in the ground, either way much deeper than you can see or much wider at the base because it has to be able to maintain that because if not, it'll fall over. So when you think of the character in that respect or the eighth uh, principle that you're talking about, that really defines how high you're going to be able to go because if not, you're going to topple. It's true. And, and, and it won't be immediate. So you'll be going down this wrong road to quite a ways. It'll start to topple before you realize yeah. it if you're not conscious about it all the time. You know, you talked about some examples of that earlier, but uh, it's easy. You've got to remember who you are and what's consistent with what you believe in. Yeah. And that helps you. And who and you're also, not, too. And who you're not. And it helps you make other, not everything's a question between right and wrong. Sometimes it's a question between something that's good and something that's better and what's more mm-hmm. consistent with mm-hmm. what I'm trying to accomplish. The other thing that I offer my clients and is in the book is some instruction on how to develop um, your own personal mission statement. And that can keep you on track, too. Uh, you know who you, you know, this is what I'm trying to do. And so um, I use the example when I started my business. Uh, my dad was a little annoyed. I had, I had unlimited funds, basically. I had a lot of freedom. I'd raised a big family. Um, and he's mm-hmm. like, just, why don't you just drive around in your 
convertible and play with your grandkids. But I have a mission, right? So I've got this thing that yeah. I committed to do that I need to make a difference in the world. So that helps too. It helps the way you treat people. That's another way you can help keep that character on track. But it doesn't answer all the character questions like honesty and and language and um, mm-hmm. where to stand up and when to you know shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part is when to be quiet because there are times I'm like, James, just be quiet. Yeah, <laughs> like the, I, to keep around the show. <laughs> I like the guy who said, uh, of my, uh, of my fondest, uh, my proudest moment, when he said, um, my favorite things, my favorite things are the things I never said, something like that. You know, like, oh. I'm more proud of things <laughs> I didn't say than the things that I did. That is hysterical. You know, one thing I always do is I always think about as well as if, if let's say eight people were to follow me and I can name those people. So I can think of the most educated person, the least educated, which doesn't mean intelligence, it just means, it just means education. Um, the most quote righteous person or the most worldly person, whatever it is, I can create the, the spectrum of that. If they're all to watch me, how, would, they, would they say that I'm a person that has integrity? They say, I'm an honest person. They say, I'm a loyal person. And I don't mean that I'm beholden to them or that they just find that, but if there was to be, let's say, records of that, how would they, how would I pass the test? And so it's good to have people, you can make up anybody, it doesn't have to be, you know, you can choose whatever characters you want. But for me, it's more in the sense of I, if, if I were to be seen when no one else is around, except for these people, oh, yeah. would I still be consistent with that? And those things, it's so important because you're like, oh, well, maybe, you know, maybe I need to step it up a bit. Or, you know, even another thing is, let's say you're at the grocery store and you have something and you're like, oh, I don't want this anymore. Do you then randomly put it on a, some other stand or do you take it and put it back where you found it? And so those things, it's not about right or wrong. It's just about, are you a person of integrity, a person of intentionality, a person of, of mindfulness? And so when you're more aware of that, who are you? And so I think in everything you do, whether you want to have this, this idea of people, you know, maybe I don't say taking score because I don't mean that we're, once again, we're beholden to them, but more in the sense of people being aware of that, they see you. And so, or you can do this on your own, but it's so important because without that character, that, that eighth principle that you talk about and everything, it is, you just need to be consistent. So is it on brand for you or is it off brand for you? And so when you can have that mentality with a, with a mission statement that you're talking about, you'll find what really makes sense for you. Yes. What you do when you're by yourself and nobody's watching, uh, that's mm-hmm. when you can test your, your integrity. It's easy to, when people are paying attention, but when nobody's watching, am I still that same person? And that's a good way to yeah. do that little check up on yourself yeah yeah and it's once again i think you know it's just like like you teach people it's everything in life is based off of a thought and the more you think about something the more it becomes your reality and so sometimes if we do watch things on tv that are not of the best reports or doesn't create life for us if you will for lack of better words it creates excitement creates um leaves us with a healthy response when we once we turn it off then what are we really adding to ourselves? because once again thought becomes feelings feelings become actions and actions become um, habits habits become lifestyle truly it's about developing those those habits it starts with those thoughts it certainly does well sure let me show this for the people who are watching right now um and for people who are not watching just listen to me this is the book here life mastery personal progression towards an infinite potential um highly recommend this book um well obviously it's on the usa usa today and wall street journal's bestsellers list so obviously you don't need me to endorse it but i'm endorsing it nonetheless and so i know that once you do read it you will be able to achieve all the different characteristics and the the eight principles that sherry has talked about and i'm truly honored sherry that you were a guest on my show today and my listeners want to find out more information about you and to purchase this book where would they find this information online um lifemasteryinfo.com is the website and i'm sherry at lifemasteryinfo.com so you can you can email me i'm very accessible i try to be accessible as i can to uh people who have questions or comments for me and so yeah lifemasteryinfo.com 
And we have some free downloads on there. You can download an assessment. You can download tracking sheets, help you develop habits, a reading list. So we have some free, okay. so some freebies on there. Awesome. Well, my listeners know that if they cannot find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I will link you with Sherry. Sherry, once again, thank you so much for being a wonderful guest on my show today. Thank you, James. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.